This is a teaching from Grace River Church in O'Fallon, Missouri. Our prayer is that this sermon will help inspire you to take the next step of your faith with Jesus Christ. Hey, what's up? My name is Chris Ifill, lead pastor here at Grace River Church. And I want to say thank you so much for watching online at home. Today, we start a brand new series called Ever Wonder Why. And man, I don't know if you've ever had this moment of uh, wondering like what your purpose in life is or what your life really should be all about. Or maybe you just think, gosh, I'm missing something. I want you to know today's talk is for you. And really throughout this sermon series over the next four weeks, we're going to be really answering some big questions. I mean, ever wonder why God doesn't answer our prayers the way we think they should be answered or ever wonder why bad things happen to good people? These are some of the questions uh, that we're going to be answering over the next four weeks. And so I want to invite you to continue to join us online or maybe even in, invite you to join us in person at one of our three normal worship times, 8.30, 9.45, or 11 o'clock. And so God is doing some amazing things in the life of our church, and we'd love for you to join in in that. And so again, thanks for watching online today. We're going to jump right into this. Uh, Peter talks a little bit about one of the disciples, Peter. He was one of the 12 disciples, but he was one of the three that was closest to Jesus. He had a lot of proximity and a lot of time with Jesus. And Peter himself uh, struggled a little bit with purpose and identity. I mean, initially, uh, when he meets Jesus, he's a fisherman. And uh, that's, his, that's his trade. That's what he does for a living. And Jesus meets him and says, hey, man, you're no longer going to fish you're for fish, but instead you're going to fish for men. And uh, Jesus gives him a new purpose that day. And I want you to know, uh, you may have the job that you do, and you may have the plans that you make, but there's something inside of all of us that there's this gap. There's something missing here, right? And the gap is this. This is what I thought my life would be uh, and what my life is today. And sometimes that gap is really difficult uh, in the middle of it to reconcile and go, okay, why are things the way that they are? Why do I feel the way that I feel uh, about my level of significance or about my identity or what I do? And so whether you're a stay-at-home mom, a stay-at-home dad, or whether you're uh, a salesman or a lawyer or a doctor or a teacher or a nurse, I want you to know uh, we all have a job to do, and we're going to answer what that job really is in this talk today. And so uh, let's jump right into it. First Peter chapter 4 uh, says this, uh, Peter says, God has given each of us gifts uh, from his great variety of spiritual gifts. Use them well to do what? To serve one another. So we've all got gifts. God's given uh, us individual gifts. Some of us have the gift of generosity. Some of us have the gift of hospitality. Some of us have the gift of administration. Some of us have the gift of, of uh, sharing our faith through evangelism. We all have these different gifts. Some of us have the gift of teaching. So, you know, essentially Peter's saying here, God's given each of us a variety of gifts. And so use the gifts, serve each other with these gifts. Then in verse 11, he goes on to say this in verse 11. Do you, do you have the spiritual gift of speaking? Then speak as though God himself were speaking directly through you. Do you have the gift of helping others? Do it with all the strength and energy that God supplies. So some of you, man, you have the gift of helping. Like you just recognize a need and you want to fulfill that need. That's amazing. Then everything you do, I love this. You may wonder, what is my purpose? What do I exist for? It's nestled right here in this passage. Everything you do will bring glory to God through Jesus Christ. All glory and power to him forever and ever. Amen. The purpose of your life is not to glorify yourself, 
but to glorify God. So I know the term glorify is kind of a churchy term. Like if we're just honest, it comes across pretty churchy. I, 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 the first time I ever heard this word glorify, I was probably 17 or 18 years old sitting in a church. Uh, and I remember thinking, okay, what does that word mean? Like I understand what the word magnify means. I understand what the word celebrate means. But the term glory, even to this day, I've had to sit and think about, okay, what does it mean uh, to bring glory to something or to glorify something? And essentially what, what it means to glorify God is just simply this, is to make God look good. So if the purpose of your life is to glorify God, really the purpose of your life is to make God look good. So we exist to love, to serve, and to enjoy God in a, in a way that allows other people to see how good he is. Right? So the, the, the purpose of your life is to live such a life that people look at your life and go, oh my gosh, look at how much the, the way you love people, serve people, and just enjoy God and enjoy your life. People look at you and go, oh my gosh, I can see the goodness of God through that person. Now that doesn't mean that you're perfect. And that means that not every day is unicorns jumping over rainbows. Like that's not at all what your life is about. But really at the core of your existence, it's to glorify God, to point people to him. And so the greatest tragedy in life is simply this, is not death, but a life without purpose. Milas Monroe said that. I thought that was really good. The greatest tragedy in life is not death. We often think the greatest tragedy is the end of ourselves. And that's not it at all. It's just a life lived without purpose. That's the greatest tragedy. And again, if you say that you are a follower of God, if you say that you are a follower of Christ, a Christian, man, you've, you've got a purpose. And that purpose is to take every bit of your life and make a name for God. And not only a name for God, but a good name for God and how you live. And so just some quick ideas of how you can find your purpose and the essentials of this. The first way is this, is that your plan uh, when you're looking at your purpose, your plan may not be God's purpose. So, dude, we all have a plan for our lives, right? Like we all have an idea. I talked about that earlier. The, the reason why we struggle the way that we do is there's this gap between what we thought our life was going to be and how it really has ended up. And when that fairy tale doesn't happen, when that life without resistance, that life without problem doesn't really happen... We hit, this, we hit this struggle point of like, okay, what is my life really all about? Proverbs chapter 19, verse 21 says this. You can make many plans, uh, but the Lord's purpose will prevail. So, man, you can make a plan if you want, right? I mean, there was a plan in my life. I wanted to be a business person uh, that had a million dollars by the time I was in my 30s. And just so you know, that didn't happen. I had a plan, but God had a greater purpose for my life. And I want you to know in the same way, we have a plan but God has a purpose. And sometimes those don't match up, and we got to be okay with that. In fact, uh, throughout the Bible, there's multiple stories like this that help us to understand in a roundabout way, God has his way of making his purpose real in our lives. In fact, one of the greatest ways this shows up is an Old Testament story in the book of Exodus. And it's the nation of Israel escaping captivity from Egypt. And God uh, gave them specific instructions, and he, he did something that didn't really match up with their plan, but in a roundabout way, God was doing what he was doing for a purpose and a reason. And I think sometimes we want the shortcut, we want the easy way out, but what we don't understand is God is actually up to something, doing something in our lives for his purpose and his plan. It may not be according to our plan. Look, look, look at the story in Exodus chapter 13, verse 17. 
When Pharaoh finally let the people go, God did not lead them uh, along the main road that runs through the, the Philistine territory. So Pharaoh finally lets the nation of Israel go out of captivity from Egypt, right? And instead of taking the easy way, even though that way was the shortest route to the promised land. So instead of taking the easy way, they took the long way. God told them to go the long way around. God said, if the people are faced with a battle, they might change their minds and return to Egypt. They could have faced a battle uh, in the Philistine territory. And so God sends them around the long way in verse 18. So God led them, look at this, in a roundabout way through the wilderness towards the Red Sea. Thus the Israelites left Egypt like an army ready for battle. The key here is a roundabout way. I think oftentimes, uh, whenever I look at my plan, my plan might not be God's purpose. I mean, you know the nation of Israel had to be thinking, man, there's a shorter way. There's an easier way. And oftentimes that's the way we talk to God. God, I want the easy way. I don't want to go through this pain. Help me go around it. God, I don't want to go through this season of preparation. God, I don't want to go through this financial hardship. God, I don't want to go through this health hardship. I don't want to go through this relational hardship. But maybe God's taking you through this in a roundabout way for a purpose. Maybe the season you're in, it may not be the plan that you had for your life, but God has a greater purpose in this. And so, man, make sure that as you go through what you're going through, that you glorify him, that your plan might not be God's purpose. The, the second thing is discover your why. I think every single one of us have to discover our why. Why we're on this earth. If I discover my why, everything else changes. Now, there's a lot of things in your life that could be a really good why. Like, why do you do what you do? Why do you go to your job, right? Why did you get that education? Uh, why do you strive to live a good life? Like, why? I think it's really good to get to the bottom of your why. And sometimes you, these, these whys, they're not like bad things. But I would just say they may, not be, they may not be the right thing. So your why may be your kids. And listen, that's a great why to have, but it shouldn't be your ultimate why. Maybe your why uh, is like your spouse, or maybe your why is your bank account or the job that you have. And it's fine to be driven by all of these things, but the number one thing that should drive your why is what we talked about earlier. Your why should be to make a good name for God. Like at the core of it all, whenever I'm seeking his kingdom first, when I'm seeking his presence first, when I'm seeking uh, the affection of God first in my life, it changes everything. Uh, in the book of Acts, the Apostle Paul preached a sermon. He said this, Now when David had served God's purpose in his own generation, he fell asleep, which means he died. He was buried with his ancestors and his body decayed. Like he served his own purpose for his generation. And man, I think that's a really great eulogy, just so you know. Like if someone stood up at the end of my life or at the end of your life and they said this at your funeral, this person... Man, she served her purpose for her generation. Or he served his purpose for his generation. I feel like that would be one of the greatest compliments that you could ever be given in your entire life. The book of Psalms, David wrote this. And speaking of David, who is who Paul was speaking about here, David said this uh, in the book of Psalms. He says, he chose his servant David, calling him from the sheep pens. See, there was some preparation uh, that prepared uh, David for a purpose in his life that was far greater than just tending to sheep. 
But oftentimes, that's what has to happen to every one of us. For us to find our purpose, for us to discover our why, we have to spend some time doing some things that we don't necessarily love doing. We have to spend some time in the sheep pen. And I don't know what your sheep pen looks like. More than likely, it's not a, an actual sheep pen. That's metaphoric for us. But we all have things in our lives that we don't enjoy doing. But I think it's in those little moments of doing the things that we don't enjoy doing that God grows us, that God's producing something in us, that God is ultimately giving us our why. And our why is to make a good name for him, to glorify him. And the third thing that I can do in finding my purpose is to, I just got to have to decide to serve other people, to find a way to serve others. Jesus talks about this, and I think it's amazing when you look at the life of Jesus Jesus came not to serve, not to, not to be served, but to serve and give his life a ransom for many. In fact, in Mark's gospel, Mark wrote this, For even the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve others and to give his life a ransom for many. This is the upside-down king, upside kingdom that is unique to Jesus because any other king, the idea of any other king, a king comes and what, does, what do his servants do? Well, they serve him. Jesus was uniquely different because he, here he is, he is the king over all, the son of God. And instead of coming to be served, he's here to serve others. And if I'm going to emulate his life, I may wonder, man, you may be in this in-between roundabout time, similar to the nation of Israel. And you may be wondering, man, what do I do while I'm waiting on figuring out my purpose? Do you know what you do? You just start serving. Find a way to serve other people. 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 10 says this, God has given each of you gifts from his great variety of spiritual gifts. Use them well to serve one another. Use the gifts that God has given you and serve other people. What do I do in the meantime as I try to figure out my purpose? It's simple. Serve people. Serve God. Serve others. And man, when you're doing that, I really believe that God opens up the doors and goes, okay, here's what your purpose is. Verse 11 goes on to say, Then everything you do will bring glory to God through Jesus Christ. All glory and power to him forever and ever. Amen. Man, in everything that we do, we should bring glory to Christ. So three ways I find my purpose. First of all, I plan. my plan may not be God's purpose. i got to be okay with that. i got to discover my why. And then i got to decide to serve other people. So I like to end every single sermon with some next steps, some things for you to really think about. The first thing is this, is when you decide to say this, I'm going to make God first in my life. I will tell you this, you are not going to find your purpose without making God number one. You have to decide, man, I'm going to make God a priority in my life. And my challenge to you is that you do that this fall, that you just make a decision to say, man, God is going to be the number one priority in my life. Number two, maybe your spouse or your kids or your job. But the number one thing, if you want to discover your purpose, you're not going to be able to do this if you want to figure out the reason why you exist, you're not going to be able to figure that out without your creator. And so, man, it's important that you connect with your creator. The second thing is, is I'm going to find my purpose. Like, man, I, I'm just going to make a commitment to go, I'm, I'm going to dig into this. I'm going to figure out what my purpose in life is. Man, I think that's a next step for you. And the third next step may be saying this, man, I'm going to start to serve. Like, if you're honest, you've kind of made your life about you. And like, that's really tough because you're never going to find your purpose as long as your purpose is accumulating more, right? So the answer to your purpose isn't more things. It's not a promotion. It's not more pleasure. Like, for you and I to find our significance, it can't happen 
without us serving God and serving other people. And so we've got a variety of ways that you can do that here at Grace River. Man, you can, you can serve in kids ministry. You can serve as a greeter. You can serve on our safety team. But you can also serve your neighbors. You can also serve people that you work with. Like I think it's serving inside the context of the church. But listen, you are the church. And so if I'm going to make a good name for God and bring glory to his name, one of the greatest ways that I can do that is to serve others. But I want to circle back to this first next step, which is this, making God first. Maybe you've never made Jesus the Lord of your life. Like, I realize that most of this talk today was geared towards people that have made a commitment to make Jesus the Lord of their life and to bring glory to his name. But maybe you've never done that. Maybe you've never made that commitment. And right now, I want to give you the chance to say yes to making Jesus the Lord of your life. You've lived your life this entire time, all these years, and you've kind of made a name for yourself. And I like to ask this rhetorical question, how's that going for you? Well, most people that I talk to will say, not great. And maybe you're at the end of that rope and you would say, man, I'm ready instead of making a name for me, I'm ready to live for this God who came and died for me. And I'm going to make a name for him. And that's you today. And you're really wanting to discover your purpose you can pray this prayer with me right now. And this prayer is a prayer really of like salvation to say, God, I'm, I'm ready to give my life to you. That I'm no longer going to live for me and my own glory, but I'm going to live for you. And I'm going to live to glorify your name, to make a name for you, not for me. So if that's you today. And you're ready for that kind of purpose. You're ready for that kind of hope. You're ready for that kind of life. Would you bow your heads with me and close your eyes? And let's just pray together. You can pray this prayer. God, I'm sorry for making my life about me. All these years, I've lived to kind of glorify myself and make a name for me. And God, today I would tell you that I'm done with that. That I'm ready to live a life for you. And I'm sorry for what I've done, for how I've lived. But God, I believe that you sent your only son, Jesus, to come and die for all of that. All my shame, all my guilt, all my regret. And God, today I confess with my heart and with my life, you and only you to be the Lord of my life. Help me to live every day of my life for you, not for me. Again, God, we thank you for your son, Jesus. Help us to live the rest of our lives glorifying you. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thanks again for listening. We would love to see you at one of our in-person services that meet on Sunday at 8.30, 9.45, and 11 a.m. If you feel so inclined to give, you can do so at www.graceriver.cc. Have a great week.